Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hell has frozen over. CM Punk is back in WWE, possibly culminating a journey that started a decade ago at Royal Rumble 2014. What's up, you guys? I'm Sean Rossap. Welcome. This is Fightful's timeline of CM Punk leaving and returning to WWE and some of the things that happened in between. The last match of CM Punk's original WWE run was at the WWE Royal Rumble 2014. January 26th, 2014, CM Punk was a year removed from a historic WWE title reign and had largely been feuding with The Shield, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, now known as Jon Moxley. Punk had a good showing in the Royal Rumble, eliminated several talent, but sustained a concussion along the way. While this doesn't seem like it would be important to how things unfolded 10 years later, it ended up being very important, as much of the information divulged in this video are from Punk's appearance on the Colt Cabana of Art of Wrestling podcast in late 2014. It was the first time that CM Punk spoke after his WWE termination. But how did we get to that termination? Kane would eventually eliminate CM Punk from the Royal Rumble. The two were scheduled for a match at WWE Elimination Chamber, but a lot of fans probably weren't going to be too happy with that. Kane was past his prime, CM Punk was still very much in his prime, but it didn't end up happening. The night after the Royal Rumble, WWE was in Cleveland for Monday Night Raw, and according to CM Punk, he had identified to WWE medical personnel, specifically Dr. Chris Amon, that he had sustained a concussion. However, WWE wanted him to go through concussion protocol to see if they could clear him regardless. According to Punk, he refused, 
and also took issue with the fact that he was requested to take a drug test as he claimed it had been amended for many other superstars, especially ones who had multiple strikes on wellness policy violations while he had personally never failed a drug test. Punk had said at the time he was working very banged up. He had a bad staph infection in the months prior to that that he did not feel like Dr. Chris Amon had treated properly, instead relying on antibiotics or Z-Packs to sort of patch things up. So in addition to dealing with a staph infection, Punk had been dealing with a concussion, a knee injury, and a rib injury. So being asked to take a concussion test and a drug test after he had indicated all that didn't quite sit well with him and didn't have him on the right foot with WWE Medical. CM Punk would then go to Vince's office, say that he needed to talk to him, and also addressed Triple H. Punk claims that he indicated he was sick, he was hurt, he was confused, and he wasn't sure as a business what WWE was doing anymore. He cited that he had no passion, he was concussed and hurt, and felt like WWE only cared about the segment that he was featured in. Specifically, he pointed out WWE bringing back Dave Batista as a babyface and trying to force him into the main event of WrestleMania, when audiences had made it known that they wanted Brian Danielson, then known as Daniel Bryan, to main event WrestleMania. Eventually he did, but that was not the plan at the time. Punk then cited a host of issues with the booking, the direction, the creative, and the business in which WWE was doing at the time, in addition to what he perceived as the carelessness for his health. If you've never listened to the Art of Wrestling podcast with Colt Cabana and CM Punk, you should go out of your way to do so for the sake of wrestling history. It's truly one of the best pieces of wrestling podcasting ever made. And unfortunately, we aren't even there yet on the timeline officially, although it has lasting ramifications to this day. So Punk went home. He claims that Vince McMahon went for a hug. He shook Triple H's hand and he walked out. Then he went to the doctor, found out he had a full-blown staph infection, and also claims that his doctor told him that he had a fractured skull. Almost six months later, in July 2014, there was no mention of CM Punk on WWE TV. He was not featured on their promotional graphics, and all of a sudden was moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. Punk then thanked his fans without mentioning WWE. Things were very quiet until November of 2014. That's when the Colt Cabana Art of Wrestling podcast featured CM Punk with a groundbreaking interview. Punk said that on his wedding day in June, he got his termination papers from WWE saying that they had to go out of their way in order to send those to him as it was FedExed overnight. Punk aired several other grievances, including his desire to work the main event of WrestleMania, which never happened despite the fact that he was a top talent in WWE for a number of years. This was really the first time in quite a while that a top WWE talent had spoken out about the company in an era where many fans felt disenfranchised and publicly questioned the direction of the company. Vince McMahon appeared on the Steve Austin show on the WWE Network less than a week later and apologized to Punk for the manner of his termination, which he claimed was an unfortunate coincidence. McMahon also said that he was open to working with Punk again, a sentiment that wasn't necessarily echoed about five or six years later. There was a second Art of Wrestling podcast with CM Punk where he publicly rejected Vince McMahon. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age, and it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens, 
like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Apology, brushing it off as insincere and called it a publicity stunt and said that Vince McMahon did not contact him directly to apologize and could have apologized much earlier if he was sincere. Shortly thereafter, it was announced that CM Punk signed with the UFC and while he still works in the MMA realm doing commentary, that hasn't necessarily affected the timeline of events. One thing that does, however... In February 2015, WWE Dr. Chris Amon filed a defamation lawsuit against both Colt Cabana and CM Punk over CM Punk's allegations of medical malpractice during that episode of the Art of Wrestling podcast. Chris Amon sought roughly $4 million in compensation and punitive damages. WWE then issued a statement and video that supported Amon's stance, including a very, very weird video of CM Punk in the Royal Rumble with a bunch of zoomed-in ass shots indicating that he did not have a staph infection. This case went to trial in 2018, and a jury ruled in favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. During that trial, Dr. Chris Amon denied prescribing antibiotics to CM Punk for anything but a sinus infection. Colt Cabana publicly stated that he has a hard time watching WWE after the legal battle with Chris Amon and spoke with Fightful right after the verdict. Colt said, quote, I felt confident throughout the whole thing, but my lawyer told me very early, you just never know. A jury could feel this way one day. At the end of the day, the jury came to the right decision. The decision we all felt was obvious. I never said to myself, have I done something wrong? Have I done something bad? I always knew that was Punk's story and he wanted to tell it, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with that, Cabana said. When he was done with the podcast that we did, all this weight was off his chest. Now it gets sucked right back into it. It's a court case, all this money. I knew the sense of relief he felt when he was done, so I had a good sense of the relief he felt when he was done with this case. 
CM Punk also spoke to Fightful immediately after the ruling and said, quote, I'm happy. I'm relieved. I'm happy for Colt Cabana, my friend, first and foremost. Happy for me, second. I'll always protect my friends and family. This has been pretty frivolous. I'm shocked that it made it this far. I was always confident because all I had to do was tell the truth. I'm grateful for the jury coming to the correct verdict. Being in court is nerve-wracking. Said, I hope it's all over, and I hope I never have to talk about it again and hear certain names and words. I don't have to relive being forced to work through concussions anymore and people's testimony about it. We can 100% say it's one of the happiest days of my life. I'll always be looking over my shoulder, I think. Unfortunately, that friendship with Colt Cabana would not last. Richard Gonzalez, a law professor at the Chicago Kent Law School, submitted an article to Fightful stating that in his expert opinion, the verdict in the Colt Cabana CM Punk Chris Amon case was absolutely the right one and that the Cook County jury made the right call in the defamation suit. He stated that defamation cases are tough to win under normal circumstances and a lot tougher when they arise within the unique world that is pro wrestling. However, what's not tough to do is to rack up the extreme legal costs associated with fighting them, which led to the dissolution of the friendship of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. In August of 2018, Colt Cabana filed a lawsuit against CM Punk alleging a breach of contract and fraud due to CM Punk's alleged agreement and later refusal to pay Colt Cabana's legal fees for the Amon suit. In short, Colt Cabana claimed that CM Punk had said that he would take care of the legal fees as a result of that podcast, meaning that many of the things that CM Punk said on that show caused Colt Cabana to be in legal trouble. Colt Cabana had never necessarily had a long-term major contract in a wrestling company, so the financial hit to him was substantial. Colt Cabana sought $200,000 in damages and an additional $1 million in punitive damages. CM Punk, however, filed a counterclaim against Colt Cabana in June 2019 for $600,000. Both of those lawsuits were settled and dismissed in September of 2019, and according to PW Insider, the settlement included no financial compensation. However, this was the start of bad blood between Colt Cabana and CM Punk, who had been close friends for years, coming up in the business together, being tied together through several major stories and moments, including CM Punk's infamous pipe bomb promo, in which he referenced Colt Cabana. During CM Punk's absence from pro wrestling, he was still a public topic of conversation. There were some friends like Hornswoggle who claimed that CM Punk stopped talking to him because he asked for a mutual friend's phone number. And there were some claims within the industry that Punk had given some of his friends ultimatums to leave WWE or no longer be his friend. However, Corey Graves, while critical of CM Punk, pushed back on that claim in an exclusive report to Fightful in 2018. He said, quote, to be honest, I'd never been given or heard that ultimatum. It kind of shocked me when I texted him about grabbing dinner because we were in Chicago, and he told me he had no longer any interest in being friends with me or anybody related to WWE. He sent me the text shortly before his first fight. Part of me thought he was just in his own, and I didn't take offense. I texted him the day of his first fight, something along the lines of, I know life is nuts, but I still love you. Good luck. Probably not verbatim, but you get the idea. What really set me off was this week when he essentially disowned the business that made him. My only issue with him was that he turned off people that actually loved and supported him beyond the business and he never wanted anything to do with us, yet presented himself as this punk hero. 
And he says, this has zero to do with court or testimony or any of the above. Nothing that I tweeted was corporate. I'm simply hurt and pissed off that a guy I looked at like a big brother type turned his back on me and everyone that I loved and supported him only because of the name on my paycheck. I'm definitely not the only one. I won't name names, but there is a large group of us to this day that inexplicably lost a solid friend because of where we work. End quote. In 2023, Corey Graves said that he would welcome CM Punk back to the company and said that if he could do things over again, he would have addressed things in a much more professional manner. Some of this circles back to the lawsuit between CM Punk and Colt Cabana. According to Colt Cabana, in March 2017, the firm that also represented CM Punk dropped him without explanation. Colt Cabana believed this was due to Punk's wishes. Punk's lawyers claimed it was ethical reasons. One of the claims from WWE talent that we spoke to was that Colt was visiting friends at or near a WWE show and that Punk and his attorneys thought this was a conflict of interest with the ongoing lawsuit. Colt Cabana, however, refuted this, saying that he didn't actually attend the show, he was only meeting friends outside, noting that the lawsuit wasn't against WWE specifically, but the doctor associated. This is what led to Colt Cabana seeking outside counsel, who recommended that Colt demand payments from Punk. Punk allegedly refused to pay Colt's bills, which in Cabana's eyes, renegotiated that agreement. The suit between Colt Cabana and CM Punk were based on text messages where Punk allegedly agreed to pay for those legal fees as a result of the podcast that aired. However, the court ruled against him with the court agreeing with Punk and his team that at no point did Colt provide any proof of a contract that Punk agreed to pay Colt's fees, which in short stated that nothing that Punk had said was in an attempt to defraud Colt Cabana. The case was dismissed without prejudice and Colt submitted a new suit 10 days later focusing more on the fact that Punk told Colt to leave the podcast up, and if anything happened as a result of that, he would cover the costs. Cabana provided the agreement in which Punk's firm said that Punk would be billed, and that Punk was prepared to have his counsel represent Colt Cabana if needed. Punk filed a countersuit that said that the two parties were silent with respect to how Punk and Colt could, would, or should allocate the firm's fees and expenses among themselves or whether, how, and when Colt Cabana should reimburse CM Punk. Also, Punk's attorney said that Colt Cabana made more than enough from the podcast itself via advertisements and sponsors, YouTube ad revenue, and merch sales from that show to cover the cost of any legal fees associated with that particular podcast. Punk's lawsuit also alleged that when Colt Cabana received that demand letter from WWE or Chris Amon, that Punk fully believed that Colt Cabana had a commercial and financial incentive to leave the episode up for public consumption and not comply with the demand letter, saying that not only was Colt Cabana leaving it up because CM Punk suggested to, but that Colt Cabana knew he would make a lot of money from the show if he left it online. As mentioned before, the lawsuit between these two men were dismissed. One day before CM Punk had an agreement to appear on WWE programming for the first time in over five years on WWE Backstage. With WWE's new deal with Fox kicking off in the fall of 2019, Fox was looking to make a big splash to kick things off. They were able to get CM Punk to agree to terms to appear on WWE Backstage, a weekly talk show covering the inside of the pro wrestling business. This lasted a few months before the production was halted by the COVID-19 pandemic and effectively ended his run with WWE. However, if Fox had their way, it would have been much more extensive. 
Fightful's reported that Fox had encouraged WWE to use CM Punk on the SmackDown brand on Fox, and Vince McMahon was adamantly against it, that he would bring in anybody but CM Punk. So as of 2020, when WWE and Fox canceled WWE backstage, there was no CM Punk return to wrestling in the cards. But there was a return in the works. In July 2021, Fightful Select exclusively reported that CM Punk was in talks to return to wrestling for all elite wrestling. The company had debuted just two and a half years prior as a competitor to WWE, spearheaded by Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes, with some help from Hangman Page, who also appeared in the original announcement video. On August 20th, 2021, CM Punk made his debut for AEW at an event called The First Dance on AEW Rampage. Punk technically wasn't announced for the show, but because of the buzz surrounding the event and the rumors of his impending return, the show sold out and led to a legendary appearance where Punk would challenge Darby Allin to a match at AEW All Out. Fast forward to the spring of 2022. After about eight or nine months in AEW, following a historic feud with Maxwell Jacob Friedman that won the Fightful Award for Feud of the Year, CM Punk then targeted the AEW World Championship, held by Adam Hangman Page. During the course of the feud, there was a face-to-face -face promo between Hangman and CM Punk. The normally tepid Hangman Page said, quote, You talk a big game about workers' rights. Well, you've shown the exact opposite since you got here. I love this place. I care about this place. This is my home. And Sunday at Double or Nothing, I will not be defending this championship against you. For the first time in my life, I'll be defending all elite wrestling from you. The workers' rights line went over the heads of many, but it didn't go over the head of CM Punk. In the months prior, there had been rumors that Colt Cabana was set to not be re-signed by All Elite Wrestling, and several in the company actually suggested that CM Punk was responsible for this. Cabana had been with AEW for quite some time before CM Punk's arrival. According to several in AEW, Cabana at the time didn't feel like there was any real traction to CM Punk making the return and hadn't indicated any issues, though later he mentioned the possibility of not working there if Punk was in the company. By the time word got around to the AEW locker room that AEW was not planning on re-signing Colt Cabana, there was much pushback from the roster, and there was plenty of finger pointing at CM Punk as well. CM Punk and a few friends of his in FTR claimed that Punk had nothing to do with the possibility of Cabana not being re-signed. However, Punk absolutely took issue with Hangman's workers' rights line. Even though at the time it didn't gain considerable traction, Punk himself knew what it was about. Fightful had gained word at the time that Punk approached management about Hangman Page's line and was told that it would be handled, and he grew frustrated when no action was taken. The two would go on to have a good match at AEW Double or Nothing, where CM Punk would win the AEW Championship. Unfortunately, he sustained a foot injury shortly after and missed several months. He returned in August and cut a very confusing promo to some, where he immediately called out Adam Hangman Page. However, this was not a part of the script and there were no creative plans for Hangman Page and CM Punk to work together. In addition to Punk taking issue with the lines that Hangman Page dropped in the promo ahead of Double or Nothing, he would later claim that Hangman chipped his tooth during the Double or Nothing match. A year later, CM Punk would also take aim at Hangman Page, saying that his action figures didn't sell, calling him a peg warmer. 
Hangman Page has seemingly went out of his way to not mention CM Punk, whether it be in interviews or promos, but has alluded to there being a dark cloud affecting his enjoyment of all elite wrestling. Then it happened. AEW All Out 2022. CM Punk defeated Jon Moxley to become the undisputed AEW World Champion yet again. Unfortunately, CM Punk tore his triceps during a fantastic match, which may have set the stage for the most infamous press conference in wrestling history. During the press conference, CM Punk ate a muffin and sat next to a very uncomfortable looking Tony Khan, addressing rumors that he had attempted to get Colt Cabana fired from AEW and accused the company's executive vice president wrestlers Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks of spreading those rumors. As one of the outlets that had direct influence on reporting that story, we can confirm that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega not only did not reveal that information to us, we only spoke to the Young Bucks one time. And Kenny Omega... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mega twice, and all of those occurrences were during an interview. In fact, the rumors actually emerged from talent that was friendly with CM Punk. A year later, Punk would say that he handled the scrum the wrong way. Punk also took aim at Colt Cabana personally and said, quote, Why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide to not be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Colt Cabana, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay, you can call it jealousy, you can call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Colt Cabana ended long before I paid all his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have an email where he says, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have and the only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. As soon as we discovered that fact, we subpoenaed old Marsha. He sent the email saying, oh, can we please drop this? Now it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014 or late 2013. It is worth noting in that quote that CM Punk does have his timelines mixed up as he did film a video with Colt Cabana as recently as June 2015. However, it would appear that the two split ways soon after. Colt Cabana has not publicly commented on the All Out comments or virtually anything CM Punk related. He remains with AEW to this day, but the rumors of CM Punk influencing the possible departure of Colt Cabana earlier that year still has ramifications that loom huge over pro wrestling. 
During that all-out press conference, CM Punk took aim at Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, and Kenny Omega, all EVPs in All Elite Wrestling, and said, quote, The fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit put into the media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. The fact that I have to get up and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. It shouldn't be Tony Khan's position to make it very fucking clear, Punk said. There's people who call themselves EVPs who should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody, okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. It should be reiterated that each outlet that reported news about Colt Cabana and his possible departure from AEW did clarify that the detailed reports came from sources that were not Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. However, Punk was not finished talking about Adam Hangman Page. He said, quote, What did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Adam Hangman Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I ever do? didn't do a goddamn thing. I'm trying to run a fucking business. And when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. We're far beyond apologies. I gave him a fucking chance. It didn't get handled and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I'll still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Well, they took it up with him. The immediate reactions from talent that contacted Fightful during the press conference took issue primarily with CM Punk's direct criticism of AEW and Hangman Page. Specifically, there were numerous talent that felt that Hangman Page had not done anything that CM Punk hadn't built his name and career off of, which was bringing up real-life situations in promos in order to sell more pay-per-views. Friends of Punk didn't necessarily see it that way and felt like the line should have been cleared with Punk ahead of time to see if he was comfortable with it. As CM Punk left the podium, numerous Fightful reporters noted that there were security guards running in the background, and for good reason. After CM Punk's press conference concluded, he returned to his locker room where he was joined by friend and producer Ace Steele. He would be joined shortly after by Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, and a brawl that ensued leading to one of the most controversial news stories in wrestling history. Now to make this clear, we will likely never have all the facts surrounding what is now known as Brawl Out. It's going to be he said, she said, until the end of time, unless these parties get together, do a show, and tell us exactly what happened. What we've been able to piece together from both sides is as follows. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks approached Mega Parrick, who is the AEW chief legal officer, and indicated their desire to approach CM Punk's locker room. Mega Parrick went with them, and from there, the details are he said, she said. The way that CM Punk's camp says it is that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega kicked in his locker room door, which flew into his dog's face, causing his dog to require dental care. The fray resulted in Nick Jackson taking a chair to the eye, CM Punk punching Matt Jackson in the face, and Ace Steel biting Kenny Omega on the arm. The claim from the Elite side is that Kenny Omega was trying to pull Ace Steel off of one of the Jackson brothers after Ace Steel had already thrown a chair. 
The bite, the chair, all those are confirmed, although the circumstances surrounding it are certainly disputed. Fightful was able to independently confirm that a production employee also got hit with a chair during the fray. Christopher Daniels, Brandon Cutler, Pat Buck, Michael Nakazawa all were present and helped physically separate the group. An already polarizing situation was accelerated by a violent interaction that Fightful dubbed as Brawl Out. The situation had lasting ramifications for AEW. Everybody involved was immediately removed from TV. Although CM Punk had to quickly get surgery on his triceps anyway and would have been sidelined for months. There was an internal investigation and during that, Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, Michael Nakazawa were all suspended but quickly returned to TV. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega would return a couple of months later but not before Colt Cabana returned. Chris Jericho had teased facing a former champion in ROH along the way and Colt Cabana was selected as that opponent. Jericho, along with Brian Danielson and John Moxley, had held a talent meeting in the days following Brawl Out repairing the locker room. Still, the references and shots were not over. When AEW was in Chicago, the Elite poked fun at CM Punk and the situation by making several CM Punk and Brawl Out references. Those that we spoke to in AEW rationalized this by saying they were getting heel heat and they eventually lost the match, which was the point of developing that heat to begin with. About a month later, Fightful got word that CM Punk had expressed willingness to return to WWE as his future in AEW was still in question. We're told that WWE didn't seriously entertain this at the time because CM Punk was under contract, but there were overtures or feelers that were sent out. CM Punk, however, would return in June for AEW. CM Punk was absent from AEW for 10 months. However, Warner Brothers Discovery and AEW hatched a plan to start a new brand of AEW titled Collision. It would be headed up by CM Punk and heavily influenced by the man who had proven himself as an effective draw, both in live events and on television. Many talent that wanted to work with Punk or that Punk wanted to work with were welcomed to the brand, which effectively served to keep CM Punk away from the elite who were mainstays on the Dynamite brand. However, pretty quickly it became apparent that CM Punk also didn't want several affiliated with that group to be involved with Collision. Fightful had reported that CM Punk had angled to keep Matt Hardy, Ryan Nimeth, and even Christopher Daniels off of Collision, which led to a very awkward situation where Ryan Nimeth was actually brought to the Collision show and then immediately told he could go home. Another talent known to be close with the Young Bucks was that of Jack Perry, formerly known as Jungle Boy. Jack Perry, who typically appeared on AEW Dynamite, was backstage at an AEW Collision show and was looking to film pre-tapes as he had a pre-planned vacation set and wouldn't be around to do the segments later. According to CM Punk, one of the spots that Perry pitched involved a car windshield and that Perry was adamant it should be used with real glass as opposed to gimmicked glass. As Punk told it, several in the company, including Tony Schiavone, told Jack Perry that they needed to wait until they had gimmicked glass. According to several in AEW, Perry had actually obtained approval several days before. Perry was looking to do an injury angle as he already had the aforementioned vacation planned and wanted a storyline reason as to why he wouldn't be on TV. Several AEW sources claimed that Perry was given approval, told to bring the car, get it to collision, and they would do the pre-tape. According to Punk's side, he was asked to step in, have a conversation with Jack Perry, and that Jack Perry threw a temper tantrum over not using gimmicked glass, all while extending his desire to use real glass. 
CM Punk also took an issue claiming that he felt Perry was trying to avoid working the next week, which he saw as a big problem in the company. However, Perry had approved vacation time already coming his way. Either way, the two were rarely in the same venue for the next several months until AEW All In in London. During the pre-show to AEW's biggest show ever, Jack Perry took on Hook on the company's zero-hour show. The match went about eight minutes and was an FTW rules match, which meant anything goes. Anything including going through a car window. Jack Perry put Hook through the car window, looked directly at the camera, and said, It's real glass. Cry me a river. When viewers at home saw this, they knew exactly what was up. FightfulSelect.com had already reported on the issues between Punk and Perry in the prior weeks, specifically as it related to real glass versus the gimmicked glass. For those wondering, AEW did absolutely approve this spot, although they had no idea that Jack Perry was going to reference the issues that he had with Punk. CM Punk's match was next up, but plenty happened between the end of Hook versus Jack Perry and the start of CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Some of the details we're about to provide we're unveiling for the first time. We were there covering the show live in the press box at Wembley Stadium, and we got a very ominous message during the CM Punk match. It said, quote, Tonight's going to be just like Brawl Out for you. We quickly found out that there was a backstage physical confrontation involving Jack Perry and CM Punk between the two matches. All the sources that we spoke to claim that Jack Perry did not throw the first punch in this situation, which was caught by numerous security cameras. The two had a brief verbal altercation that resulted in CM Punk and Perry making contact and Punk allegedly putting Jack Perry into a choke. According to Punk's side of things, Jack stepped to his face and bumped him, Punk shoved him back, and Jack Perry came at him and got choked. Punk felt disrespected by the situation, by the callout, and depending on who you talk to, both men were told to leave the venue. CM Punk claims that he went and got Nando's for some of his friends at the show, and actually seemed like he was in pretty good spirits, all things considered. There also were rumors that CM Punk may have lunged in the direction of Tony Khan, although solid details about that are few and far between. Samoa Joe, who was CM Punk's opponent just minutes later, was said to have been the peacemaker during this situation. Both men were suspended and a disciplinary committee was formed, including Brian Danielson. Less than a week after the incident took place, Danielson addressed talent and gave a heartfelt speech saying that while he likes CM Punk, respects him, and maintains a friendship with him, sometimes the decisions that you make aren't the ones that make the most money, and they felt it was appropriate to terminate CM Punk's contract. On AEW Collision the following week, AEW founder Tony Khan addressed the audience, saying, quote, I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way, and I had to make a very difficult choice today. CM Punk was effectively terminated with cause and pulled from the AEW roster, making him a free agent. There have been very few, if any, references to him on AEW TV, although countless wrestlers have spoken about him in interviews. The journey through AEW has a lot more details than what we provided here. There was a very controversial ESPN interview upon CM Punk's return to the company for Collision, where he aired his grievances and spoke on his issues with Hangman Page. But after being terminated by AEW, many wondered if CM Punk had ran out of chances in wrestling. 
The reality is, Impact Wrestling was very interested in him. MLW was interested in him. Rocky Romero of New Japan actually told Fightful that he would love to have CM Punk involved with Wrestle Kingdom and believed that Tony Khan would be understanding of such a situation. However, his hopes of a WWE return looked to be dashed, and much of it was because of the Colt Cabana interview. During the Art of Wrestling podcast that indirectly led to the end of friendships, lawsuits, and heat with numerous people in the wrestling industry, CM Punk took aim at Triple H directly, who in recent years came to prominence of power in WWE in a creative aspect. There was also a recollection of his feud with The Shield, specifically WWE's desire to make Roman Reigns look strong. Leading up to the Art of Wrestling podcast, Roman Reigns was a fan favorite. However, immediately following that, things were an uphill battle for Reigns with the crowd. Some blamed WWE booking in general, some blamed the quotes from the podcast. I witnessed a personal interaction between John Moxley and CM Punk in the airport the day following All In, where the two exchanged some very uncomfortable glances. I also had a front row seat for an interview that Seth Rollins did with Nick Hausman in January of 2023, where Hausman asked Seth Rollins about his thoughts on CM Punk. Rollins said, quote, Philly Phil, stay away. Stay away, you cancer. Get away from me forever. I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. Did we just figure that out? Everybody in the room was like, did he say that? Yeah, he's a jerk. Come on. We figured it out over there. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye-bye. See you later. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were a couple of the names that very publicly didn't like CM Punk. Upon CM Punk's firing from AEW, there were numerous talent, including top talent in WWE, who were outright told by Triple H and others that CM Punk was not going to be brought into the company. So much so that WWE talent and Triple H were prepped for WWE Fastlane and questions that might come their way about the possibility of CM Punk. At the time, if asked, we were told that Triple H was going to actually shoot down any rumors of Punk arriving. In the days that followed, there were rumors emerging that Punk and WWE were in talks or that he'd even signed a contract. However, WWE reps not only confirmed to us that CM Punk had not signed, but that as of that point, there were no plans for Punk to be at Survivor Series and they didn't want fans to buy tickets with the expectations of seeing him. However, there were already countless teases on WWE programming from Corey Graves, possibly Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins, any number of talent. Those calmed down significantly over the weeks following WWE Fastlane, and sources close to Punk told us that he had sent out feelers to WWE, but conversations hadn't yet taken place. Numerous WWE talent extended to management that they didn't want CM Punk to be back into the company and were told that he wasn't coming back. But things changed just a couple of weeks before WWE Survivor Series. A week before the show, Fightful got word that CM Punk and Triple H had engaged in a one-hour-long conversation. But even at that time, they weren't sure that anything would actually happen for Survivor Series. As you know now, the conversation went exceedingly well and did actually lead to CM Punk returning. What ensued at Survivor Series 2023 was one of the...
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Best kept secrets in the history of wrestling. Triple H confirmed our timeline events after the show, saying that things came together extremely quickly and that any reports of CM Punk's involvement with WWE before the prior two weeks was purely speculation. Punk appeared in front of the live crowd after the WWE War Games match, and several of the talent were only told of CM Punk's impending appearance minutes before their own entrances. Nobody on the creative team had been made aware, even those that were head writers. Producers, those in production itself, even reps of the company were not made aware until shortly before CM Punk made his appearance. We're told that Triple H took over producing the last couple of minutes himself and actually called for CM Punk's music. The reaction in the ring was mixed. Several talent involved in the match were actually frustrated, and some turned it up for the cameras. One of those being Seth Rollins, who would eventually cut a very Adam Hangman Page-esque promo on WWE Raw about protecting WWE from CM Punk, who had since called WWE home to him. Rollins took issue with this, saying that Punk had spent the last 10 years that we have spoken about trying to tear down the company and everyone involved in it. Punk also appeared on screen with Kevin Owens, who didn't exactly hide his disdain for CM Punk. Though CM Punk has plenty of doubters within WWE, we've also heard a lot of positives about his time there so far. He's been spending time in NXT, helping talent with their matches, and seems to be enjoying his time thus far. There are still many in WWE, from producers to creative to reps, that are still trying to put the pieces together about CM Punk being in WWE, as nobody was told. On the December 11th edition of WWE Raw, CM Punk had his promo with Seth Rollins and officially entered the 2024 Royal Rumble. Almost 10 years to the day of the domino effect that led to CM Punk coming back to WWE, he enters the Royal Rumble. How you feel about CM Punk is largely subjective at this point and absolutely polarizing. It's hard to argue that his situations aren't interesting and that he's not an outstanding performer. But a 10-year journey from leaving WWE to returning to WWE looks to culminate in a way. The road that CM Punk is on is likely going to lead to some amends, some mended fences, some relationships being repaired. While it doesn't look likely that a lot of those relationships in AEW are going to be repaired anytime soon, it also looked like that in WWE at one point. Maybe in 2034, we're talking about CM Punk patching things up with Hangman Page, the Elite, and Jack Perry. This has been Fightful's Timeline. 
I'm Sean Ross Sapp. We're out. <laughs>